One night during the summer, I remember this so vividly. One night during the summer, me and my mom stayed up until 2 o'clock in the morning playing Wii Sports. We were just going. Because she used to play tennis back in college. So she loved just trying to, like, she was trying to run it in tennis. I, mind you, I'm a child. You know what I'm saying? This was this when the Wii first came out. And she trying to act like Serena Williams. Out here. She, huh, huh. I'm like, Mom, you know it's not real. It was a brick by brick and a stone by stone. Rome wasn't built in a day, it wasn't done alone. See, the spirit is the merit and the mind is the home. It takes a whole village to get a child out this home, yes. To be a great man without good instructions, a surefire way to lead a life of destruction. Let's be honest, sit down and tune in. Put an hour of your life into some instruction. Greetings, greetings, and salutations, my beautiful souls and spirits. You already know who it is, man. It's your friendly neighborhood, Aquaman, Spider-Man, Wonder Woman, down the block, man. You are listening to Menstruction, the place where we provide you the beneficial bricks to fortify the structure that is you incorporated. Now, you already know I got to give an intro shout out to my host, man. My favorite is, man, I definitely go as far as say God's favorite, man. FBI most wanted. Personally, I feel like the CIA wanted piece of a man. We don't know where he lived. We don't know what his social media status is. He's off the grid man but he's definitely here today to give y'all the beneficial bricks i'm in my suzies man what's happening thank you thank you, thank you. i'm here with the soul brother of the west i can't attest every day he tries his very best um he's in he's out and he's all about uh <laughs> he puts his right foot in he puts his left foot out and he gonna get about we have Walati ali in the building man oh come on come on come on and we have a very special guest a morehouse graduate in our class a southern gentleman a fraternal brother, a part of Omega Sci Fi Fraternity Incorporated from Louisiana. Wheezy, aka Killer Croc, aka Cruel Son, aka DB, aka Mr. Donovan Bailey. What's good? How y'all doing? Your girl knows me as the hottest Hashira, but to all the homies out there, my name is Kudu. Get it going, baby. Come on, yeah, yeah. Come on. See, see, now you know why we said that. Come on, man. We bringing the heat, baby. Let's go. Yes, sir. But thank yeah. you for the intro. Thank you all so much for having me, man. It's a pleasure to be here. Long time coming. Okay. Pleasure is all ours, bro. We couldn't we couldn't especially end this podcast, man, without at least getting you on once, man. Yeah. And today we'll be discussing something that I we feel that you're very well versed in, man. We'll be discussing mental health and video games, our personal experiences with each, and how Cool Sun Live is blazing the path and combining the two to create a safe and inclusive environment, not only on Twitch, but now moving to YouTube as well. Man, come on. Now, start this conversation off, man. I want to make sure it's lighthearted, man, so we're able to really dig deep into this topic, man. Let's talk about our history with video games, man. What consoles did y'all fellas have growing up? Donovan, we can start with you since you're the special guest, man. Who was you playing? So, boom. Luckily enough, this is crazy. I actually happen to have my very first console right here in front of me right now. Stop. So I know the viewers listening at home may not be able to see this, but for those at home, y'all don't even know what this is. <laughs> this is the original what? Game Boy Advance SP with 
very favorite game, Pokemon Emerald. Still going. Wow. Right here, going strong, you feel me? All right, all right. Well, I didn't even know they made them in black, bro. I had the silver joint, bro. That's crazing. Stop playing. But yeah, the Game Boy was definitely my first uh, soiree into owning video games for myself. I feel like the the first games I used to play were like, you know, Brick Breaker and Galaga on my mama's phone back in the day. But when I when it was time for me to own something for myself, I was like, I need a Game Boy. Got to make it happen. That's right. That's right, man. Yeah, went from playing Snake on the cell phone, man, to playing Super Mario Bros. on the Game Boy SP, man. That's hot. Good. That's transformation. What about, what about you? Monster? Um... Probably the PlayStation, my my dad's PlayStation portable PSP. Uh, probably nice. that uh, first game I played was Lego Star Wars. He would let me have it on the weekends when he wasn't here. And if I could take care of it, he eventually got me my own. Um, I actually think I played that before the Leapfrog. So I'm guessing that counts. I was, I was playing, I was adding up so Batman could move. I was on the Leapfrog heavy, bro. I, was, I feel like the Leapfrog doesn't count because it's okay. too educational. All right, all right. That's fair, that's fair, that's fair. Because I was on that Leapfrog, bro. I, I, I had the cartridges on deck. Hey, hold up now. You're going to talk about Leapfrog, my boy, man. Young boy had the Incredibles, had Dora the Explorer, man, some Sonic. I'll tell y'all this, man. The Leapfrog is where I started drawing, drawing, man. They had them little drawing advanced games. Listen, bro, if it wasn't for the Leapfrog, there would be no WBR. That, no, two things I hold to my career, man. The Leapfrog drawing games and Blue's Clues, bro. If it wasn't for them, bro, I wouldn't be drawing. I'd be in <laughs> Man, Steve has a little notebook, man. Oh, my goodness, bro. He said, hey, flip over your notepad, bro. We going to we going to get the mail. I'm like, yeah, buddy. We just okay. got a letter. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. I wonder who is from. Come on. Come on. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, Come on, man. man. Origin stories, bro. Now. <laughs> oh, it took me back, bro. You're right. And even before, before, before the Leapfrog, man, I definitely had my own Game Boy SP, bro. Mm-hmm. I used to have the regular Game Boy until I begged my grandma and my mom to pass me the uh, SP. Because all, um, you know, all the Hispanic kids in the uh, daycare had them. And I was like, man, what? I was like, huh? I want one. They was playing Super Mario Bros. and stuff. Awesome. Yeah, and my GameCube too, man. I was playing uh, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, if y'all know anything about that. That was definitely my first first game. Nah? Yeah, I see lots of that, man. The listeners are too young for the Wind Waker, man. What <laughs> you know about Ocarina of Time? You don't even know what Ocarina is, man. man. <laughs> All right, y'all reaching. Y'all going to ask them, do they know what a uh, dial-up is now and what the World Wide Web is? You going to ask them what it mean when the globe spin? <laughs> when you have internet loading, <laughs> when the globe was spinning, Look, this, this was really gonna get them. Ask them when's the last time they seen a phone book. They be like, I thought it, I thought a book was in your phone, right? You can find any book you want on your phone, huh? You mean my contacts? No, stupid. Yeah, right, contact yeah. app. That's a phone book to them. The but I digress. I digress. Let's, let's stop. Reminiscing on being old. The year was 2004. I was in the back seat of my grandma's truck. That was the last time I seen a phone book. Literally, I ain't even mad at him. Oh my god! <laughs> don't even don't even know what a landline is anymore. Don't have to remember numbers. You don't got to dial things. You got to remember your mom's number, your dad's number, your grandma's That's what number. I'm saying. That's how I learned numbers. Look, I knew my mom's number by heart. If I ain't know nothing else in this world, if I ain't know my own name, I knew my mama number. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. That's classic. That's classic. Take it home. Come on, bro. 
because the school teachers don't got it. They go ask, "What's your mama's number?" They don't got that. <laughs> now I want to talk about this as well, since we talked brought, brought up the topic of video games and you know what we had, what we played. Man, I don't think we ever thought about what they meant to us. You know, what did these video games do for us at that time, man? You know, we we'll start with you, Donovan, man. When you was playing them games, man, what did they do for you as a person, or you know, whatever you remember? Right. So the the first video game I played, you know what I'm saying, was Pokemon Fire Red. Like the first video game that I owned for myself was Pokemon Fire Red. And Pokemon is still a franchise that I've like fallen in love with to this day. Now, it, it may be going a little off the rails now. They got um, Scarlet and Violet coming out next month. You know what I'm saying? But back in the day, Pokemon really gave me that sense of adventure because I was also watching the show at the same time. So when I think about it, like, got to catch them all, like, that really showed me, you know what I'm saying, what was possible as far as, like, world building. I'm really choosing my own adventure. And I've applied those same things not only to my mental health, but to my life. Like, there are countless choices that I can make every single day that can be, you know, progress to me. And it may look like I'm just wandering around aimlessly catching Pikachu to other people. Like, my journey is my journey. I'm still going to get to the Pokemon League. I'm still going to win them all. And you know what I'm saying? What other people got to do, that's up to them. Mm -hmm. I like that, man, when you talk about it influenced your decision-making, man, and comfortability with the decisions and paths that you take in life, man, and that they carried on to who you are today. I love that. Indeed. How about yourself, Mr. Mr. Aziz, man? Um, yeah, I guess for me, man, like, they were they were an escape and they were a time with my dad. They were one of the four things maybe that we could bond over besides football and other things I didn't care about. Video games were the one thing that we had in common. So um, we had all the guides for the Lego games, for Star Wars, Indiana Jones. We played Ultimate Alliance on the Wii. I got the Wii late. Um, I got it dumb late, but I got it. I used to play everything on that job. I still got it. I got Lego Batman. I got Avatar Last Airbender. I got Budokai Tenkaichi 3 still on the disc. Oh, that, there you go. Is it? I still got all the discs. I got Mario Kart. I got uh, Wii Sports, Wii Sports Resort. I have all of that. So for me, it's bonding and an escape. So bonding with my family at Thanksgiving, getting waxed at bowling, waxed at basketball, waxed at boxing. Um, it was the. Oh, doing everything. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, the ball, dude. Bro, Matt. What's his name? Matt. His name, Matt. Bro, yeah. Bro. Man, when you get to level 30, Ooh. 40, man, you fight Matt in everything. Baseball, Ooh. boxing. You don't want to see him in boxing, bro. Nah, bro. I'm going to in that thing, bro. Nah, no, bro. He knocked you out in two hits, man. Two clean hits to your face. To your jaw, to your cerebrum. Nah, Matt got you. Uh, yeah, that's dope. But yeah, like so that, for me, it was bonding and escape and just something I can invest myself into, like after school, collecting all the Lego stuff, playing that game, and just investing that time I had. It was a reward. I get my work done and I can play the game. So that's what it represented to me if I had to think about it. Uh, it was a fun time, man, with the family, the homies. It was a relaxation. I used to wake up early and play on my DS, uh, Mario, I don't know what it was, the Super Bros. Yeah. Uh, oh, I had the Sonic, I had the classic Sonic uh, collection. collection. So I had one, two, three, four. One, two, yeah, one, two, three, and four, which is Sonic and Knuckles, technically. And then I had, like, the other mini games inside. I had that. I had Avatar. I had Ultra Alliance on the on the DS. I had 
some other stuff. But I still got my DS. It was charging. My PSP charger I bought didn't work, though. I was like, dang. My joint is still there, so I'm trying to get my PSP back working. Because my game is still there. Some games you don't even know of. Some bootleg Justice League game I had. It is all right. But I had X-Men Apocalypse on that joint. Nobody knows about that. Um, so, no, nah, it was just fun times, man. Fun times in a good way just to uh, not think about stuff. Man, I love it. I love that. I love that. And then I, I'll tell my story real quick. And you know what I mean? That we could pick out something that I noticed in all three of our answers before I even say mine. I'll definitely say, I mean, I, I'm same boat set as the two of you, man. You know, when it came to bonded time with the family, you know, especially my sisters, you know, all four of them. Um, Monster specifically, you know, Donovan, I don't know what your, what your Star Wars background like, man. You bang with Star Wars? Oh, for sure. Okay, man, well. Mandalorian? All right. No. Okay, hold on now. No, I'm, I'm taking it back. This is the way. Back. Taking it back. <laughs> I have, we bought at my dad's crib. He had this lightsaber that would connect to the TV. Connect to the door, bro. You know what I'm talking about? Light yeah. up too, bro. I had the force to unleash, bro. I had yeah. the force to unleash, bro. Stop it, bro. <laughs> now, and this was like before I hit the age of 10. You know what I mean? So this is old, old. We're like, you know, you would do mini games. You would slice stuff, man. You would battle Darth Vader in the end, bro. Yeah. Yes. That was fine. I'm sorry, that was I'm sorry Donovan. Hey, man. You have to get your speed. Facts. We're going to have to. Back. Back. But just within this conversation, I think about how much fun I had with that. Or even, you know, staying up late with my dad playing uh, Sonic and Mario go to the Olympics, man. Because I'd be beating them at ping pong, bro. And it'd be a school night, mind you, you know. And I got the sore losing this from my dad, admittedly. Because my mom's not a sore She's a little bit. Of, I got the both of the sore losers, man. So I'm a sore loser. But, man, I'd be beating him, man. He'd be like, no, nah, another round, bro. And it'd be about 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, dog, I got school tomorrow. I'm in fourth grade. Man. I got something to beat. Enough. He said, no, <laughs> you feel me? So a lot of it was definitely bonding time with my family and my parents, my sisters, man, and it provided a safe space for me when I started to do it by myself, you know, because I knew who I did it with. It's like, I hate to use this example, man, but like drinking with your parents for the first time, you know, I want you to do it with them so they know that you're in a safe environment. I'm saying video games are that dangerous, but being able to do something with your family, you know, and then being able to bring it back to yourself. And keep it this long, because I can assume we all play video games still, right? But we don't get into that for sure. Come on, come on, yeah, see, mother. <laughs> actually, actually, I wanna, I wanna um, piggyback off of that real quick because I've noticed those similarities in both of y'all's answers. Mm. So both of you have used video games as you know a way of bonding with your family, but actually, because I'm an only child and my mom worked so much growing up, like. For me, it was the opposite, like video games. And that, that kind of ties into my understanding of my mental health as well. So we're going to get into that, too. But video games for me were like my best way of checking in with myself. If I didn't have anybody else to play with, I at least knew I was going to go home and get on the game, enjoy whatever that story was. I was going to be in that person's shoes for a little bit so that I didn't have to be by myself. But, yeah, I, I didn't have the. Well, actually, no. One night during the summer, I remember this so vividly. One night during the summer, me and my mom stayed up until 2 o'clock in the morning playing Wii Sports. We were just going. Because she used to play tennis back in college. So she loved just trying to, like, she was trying to run it in tennis. I, mind you, I'm a child. You know what I'm saying? This was this when the Wii first came out. And she trying to act like Serena Williams. Out here. She, huh, huh. I'm like, Ma, you know it's not real. You know, you know this is not for her. <laughs> Can't be. Huh, huh. 
you know, she talks that talk too, like, oh my God. Like, was this not for fun? <laughs> Are we not doing friendlies right now? No, my mom is very competitive. I hope so she had the hand strap attachment. That's, that's who those are for. <laughs> this is the that clip. That hand was vicious. <laughs> this is what I'm pointing at the beginning of the episode. Huh! Huh! <laughs> <laughs> That backhand was something else. <laughs> no, darn well, you can get the same effect from this. Right. <laughs> you a flick of the wrist, and she over here. Huh. <laughs> now, wait, wait, though. But, hey, man, you got to admit, because that works, because that's how you hit them fastballs. Oh, Remember the fastballs? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that hit start really rocking in that thing. She, you know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you aren't seeing this. I'm glad it's just, you know, this audio only. <laughs> <laughs> now, Mons are rare right now, man. <laughs> oh, God, yo. This is Billy Ryan. <laughs> I love it. Now, I love it, though, man. I love it. I love it. Let's talk about check-ins, man. Mons, how you feel about that? Uh, no, I, I mean... I, I get being a single child, you do have those things. Like for me, it was more so my toys. I would just come home and I would invest myself. I'd make up my own world. My toys would eat what I didn't. They would do what I couldn't. Then they would just be me and I could make my own scenarios. So I do feel that, that that single child thing where it's like, all right, if I have to be home and I can't go outside, at least I have this. So I do connect with DB on that. And I think that's a interesting point. And I feel like... Um, even when you have family around you, I mean, it's only certain times. Unless you're living with family, when you're a single child, you're by yourself, especially if your parent works a lot. So I do think that that's, a, that's an important topic in general. Um, that kids should have things, um, depending on how old they are, but they should have books or toys or something. They should have something to occupy them that's making them better and not just something looking at a screen. Because we all kind of grew up before we get an iPad from the, from the cradle. We just, kids are being born with iPads attached to their hip, basically, yeah. right? We had toys and, and books, and then we grew up, and we progressively got the Game Boys and the PSPs. But nowadays, you're just feeding your kids something, and it's like, what are they getting back, right? Where the leapfrogs at now is just like, watch this and be quiet. Um, and I think that's also something that we're going to have to be aware of, especially with these quarantine kids, right? Yeah. These quarantine yeah. kids that are coming up. You know, what What are they getting fed? What do they have to entertain themselves? And they're going to get tested to their phones more because they were attached to a screen from the job. So. And that's a great, that's a great point, you know. And I'd love to have another conversation, you know, when we talk about our childhoods as well because I relate to both of y'all, you know what I mean, on that. But I want to talk about, because Donovan had brought it up so smoothly, so seamlessly, almost like he's done this before. <laughs> the topic of mental health. You know, and I'd like to acknowledge, have the conversation of when did we start becoming aware of our mental health? You know, so I won't act like it's a relatively new thing, but it's not exactly something that was talked about, you know, that I remember in middle school, you know, and then until I got to maybe like that in between point of college and high school, then I, then I started learning about mental health. But I want to hear y'all's histories and experiences. I mean, what was that like? <clears throat> Yeah, so like I was saying earlier, for me, growing up, those first like check-ins with my own mental health came in the form of playing the game. Mm -hmm. Like I may not have known it, you know, under the under the guise of mental health at that time, 
but I was like abundantly lonely as you know what I'm saying uh as a child and I would recognize like what makes me feel better when I'm playing the game so I made that association you know what I'm saying with my mental health before even recognizing that that was the cause I was like if loneliness is the problem gaming is the solution and that still you know ties into what I do right now as far as like community building with gaming like I recognize for my own mental health, there have been so many times, you know what I'm saying, that I've been challenged. And y'all, y'all both know, like, when I got COVID, that's literally how my channel started. I felt so alone, so isolated, because I was just in my room constantly. I'm like, how am I going to, you know what I'm saying, get out into the world? How am I going to have these social interactions? I got on the game. <clears throat> and I fought, and literally, I would, I would go as far as to say gaming, like, cured me of COVID to an extent, to an extent. Wow. Because I recognized that when my body was already, you know what I'm saying, in the in the downturn, and then on top of that, my mind was going because of that, that isolation factor, that isolation was really hitting me. Like I I recognized how much better I felt after talking to people, after getting other people's perspectives, after playing the game. And literally we could we could be talking about anything. It could be something completely mindless. But the fact that the game opens the door. To be able to have those types of conversations, that's something that's truly beautiful about. Yeah. Okay. Let's go ahead and follow up with something, man. <clears throat> no, nah, I think that's a that's a great point. The association with the, the feelings we have. I and mean, that's that's a whole other discussion about um how you grow into habits, it's association, but that's besides the point. Um <clears throat> I uh I I mean Growing up, I don't know, like, sadness, yeah, that's a thing. But I didn't really understand mental health. I thought that, like, just white kids got really bad because of the movies. So I was just like, white kids get depressed. Oh, and wow. like, that's just what they do. Wow. And, white kids, and then white kids kill themselves. Or they get wow. crazy and they go into the hospital. But yeah. then someone that wasn't white, who I knew, killed herself when I was in eighth grade. And that kind of shook me up. And I was like, I don't understand what happened at all. You were 14. Why did you kill yourself? And so that opened my eyes up to, oh, this is real. And I wasn't really till senior year because I used to get that check-in at the doctor, the, sm the smiley face to the no face. And right. I would lie because I thought I was going to get locked up in Arkham Asylum. I didn't know any different, right? I thought I was going to get locked away. I thought my parents were going to have to worry about me. So I just lied about how I felt most of the time. And it wasn't until senior year that I had no choice, that I was so depressed that I just stopped. And I said, okay, I'm depressed. And I admitted to myself. And I got through that in a way. And then I started to go to college and I was like, okay, this is what my depression looks like. Oh, wait, this is what anxiety is. And I'm like slowly accepting that. And then I'm cynical about it, but also accepting you guys know I'm really cynical about stuff that, that seems really bad. That's the only way I really know how to cope. Um, so I embraced that, wear it on my sleeve. Uh, I didn't, I didn't feel like doing anything today. I was up till four, been working on my pilot four days straight. I didn't feel like waking up and feel like working out. I didn't feel like doing anything, but the moment I got into it, the moment I kept going, I was like, this is what I got to do. This is my reminder that I got to keep going. And I've had one of them days in a while, but it's all right. Everybody has one of them days at learning college to take breaks. I was like, man, I don't feel like doing anything. My mentor was like, it's okay. You can have your days. You've earned it. You're not, you're not slumming around. 
Uh, and so that's really what it was for me. And now I, I get my ebbs and flows. I get the games that make me feel better, the movies, the people. I know what to do when I have these things better than I did. And I can accept it. Like, it's okay to, it's okay to be depressed and have anxiety. And it's better to accept it than to try to see, try to feel it as something else. And that also goes into relationships. It's better to know yourself because you don't know yourself that you got another person. You don't know that other person. It's just chaos. And, yeah. I, and I learned that. I learned that uh, as well. So for me, it was how am I affecting myself? Then how yeah. are others around me affecting me? Because I started yeah. to realize I got to figure out who's affecting me good, who's affecting me bad, and what's worth it whether they know it or not. Uh, and then I had to realize what's me, what's in my head and what's real. Um, and it, it was a, um, what do you call it? Uh, it was a process. It wasn't perfect. Um, you know, I was young. I'm still young. I was, you know, I, I made certain decisions that, are, that aren't the best, but it was a process and I am where I am, where I can talk to other people. I can still push and learn. Um, and I move forward. Because that's all you got is to move forward. The moment you try to take a step back, you're really leaping. So that's my journey in a sense, I would assume. And really meeting one or two key people that opened me up to another life. When I realized, like, oh, that, not, that life isn't mine. Oh, it is. And then also the privilege I have in my life mm-hmm. to understand that balance. If you feel bad and you compare yourself to someone else, that's not how it works. Everybody's stuff is different. So you can't be like, I don't deserve to be depressed because I have food. That's not how depression works. Ridiculous. It isn't, it's not how that works. So comparing yourself to other people, that will make you more depressed, really. It doesn't help you out. So for me, it's about finding permanent solutions when my stuff comes up on a temporary basis. Very good. Good. Yeah, yeah. And I, I also love how you uh, started to assess and reassess, you know, when you got to college, you said, this is what my depression looks like. These are the ways that they are going to be handled, you know, because you are going to handle it. And I love I love what both of y'all had to say. Um, and I relate to that, man. I mean, I think about the doctor checkups as well when it came to the smiley face. You know, I mean, how you doing today? You all right? And I mean, y'all know me, I'm always straight, you know, I'm always in a great mood, of course, and I have my days and things like that. But even back then, I always had a very optimistic outlook on life to where even if I did have a bad day and I would go to the doctors and you know, say, how was your week? One to five. I'd always put, you know, me four or five, you know, I'm straight. Oh, cool. I relate to the, um, your experience in middle school as well, Monsa. Um, thankfully, I didn't have anybody that I know, you know, in their life um, up until actually freshman year. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. One of my middle school friends um, took their lives, you know, as soon as me and my boy got into high school. You know, somebody we've been knowing since six, you know, which was crazy to hear because we heard it from a fourth party. You know, it was insane. But when I was in seventh grade, man, this young lady's parents both took their lives back to back. You know, and the way they sat us down about it was very interesting, you know, not in the way they presented it, but just the fact that it was presented at all. You know, it was like, wow, this is kind of real, you know, and it didn't really affect me in a negative way. Not that I was desensitized to it, but I kind of just didn't know how to process it. I was like, I, that can happen. Like, oh, snap, you know, um, but in a way, I've always felt a bit far removed from it, you know, in a way of like. You know, I want to make sure I'm supporting people. But I'm like, in the back of my mind, I was like, nah, that wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen. My family. No, no, no. You know, in, in reality, it can happen to everybody. So 
definitely I had, especially, you know, uh, high school, I would say my mental health started to kind of kick in my mental health awareness because it was relationships that would always bring me down. Mm. You know, I'd be like, damn, you know, sure didn't hit me back or, you know, I'm, I'm just a booty comb and that's crazy. You know, or even my first relationship, man. Nah, <laughs> real life, man. I got the what is a booty call, man. Lord, listen, oh, man. Yeah. nah, bro. Yeah, and I was, I was asking Cedric about this yesterday. We go, we go say this for a separate episode. But in your newest piece, I was asking, were you the dude sitting across the table, or were you the one on the phone? And it looks like you was the one across the table, my boy. It looks like you was the one <laughs> across the table. Nah, I was the one with the straight face, like really, like. Man, $200 for that date, and then she gonna go home and get, you know, in the mouth. Monse ain't been on Instagram. He ain't seen the latest yet. We gonna update him later. God is watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely say, yo, man, I got more, no, I got more are you up texts in high school than I have in college. You know? Like, genuinely, though I've done more in college, I've got more are you up texts in high school. And that that ain't got nothing to do with it, but I got a little bit to do, do with it, man, because it made me it made me like really reevaluate myself. Like, is this cool? Oh, she showing mixed signals. She hit me like two a.m. Damn, I missed the "Are you up?" text, man. You don't know how that feels, man. Waking up at eight a.m. when you see the three a.m. text, "Are you up?" I'm like, oh. What? <laughs> I don't. Look, y'all, y'all saw that video where the dude uh, came in and his grandkids destroyed his TV or whatever. His God damn! damn. <laughs> That's how it be, bro. That's how it be. Damn. My my boy says like missing a bus you drove yourself. Lord. You don't even know the destination, but you didn't let Jesus take the wheel. Come on. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm glad to know we didn't all been there, man. This morning. Hey, man. You know what it is. And Shawty texted me at two times about, oh, are you asleep? What you think? What <laughs> if I didn't respond to the text at one thirty or at one? What does that mean? It to like <laughs> my inherent problem is if you're asking me that, do you know what time it is? Don't ask if I'm asleep. Say the real thing. Start with that. Here is the address I'm currently at. Come to it. Okay. I didn't mean to sidetrack us. <laughs> now you good, because I'm like, what are you going to ask me? What's the square root of seven? I don't you know. <laughs> you trying to go on the game? Like, I asked somebody to do that. We friends. I'm like, what are you doing? She said, hi. I said, hi. What's up? It's 2 a.m., bro. What you want, man? Come on. <laughs> what you want? What you want, black history lesson? <laughs> Come on, man. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I say that to say that made me reevaluate and affect not you know my only my only, uh my mental health man, but reevaluate my relationship with people in relationship to my mental health man. Because then I had to start treating uh, girls different. Because that stuff you know I mean went off from freshman year to about junior senior year, you know, and I had to uh, you know reevaluate. Say okay, you know what are my intentions? You know what I mean what is this going to do for me? And that's when I started to say okay, who's good for my mental health or not? It wasn't explicitly talked about until college for me. Um, 
and it helped a lot of things. I mean, let's talk about significance. I mean, you know, I know I got I got relatives, man. I got friends who still don't believe in mental health. I'm saying, man, that's you can fix that. You need to stop being sad. You know what I mean? Just stop being depressed, boy. What? Are you serious? You know, thankfully, the people in my immediate circle, whether it be familiar or relational, platonic, you know what I mean, take it seriously. But I still got people like that. You know what I mean? So, I mean, what would we say, you know, if we could sum it up in maybe one or two sentences, you know, just to make it palpable for the listeners? Why is our mental health significant, Mr. Cruelson? Got you. Boom. And I say this all the time. So, you know, <clears throat> listeners, if y'all want to follow up on the stream, you're going to hear this again. Your mental health matters because you are the only you that will ever exist. Mm. Get out. Ah. You know what I'm saying? Think on that. No, I'm going to run that one back. Yeah, run that one back. Run that back for my spirit. Your mental health matters because you are the only you that will ever exist. And people be like, oh, but what if I have a twin? What if I know somebody else with my same name? They don't have your same story. They don't have your same life. They don't have your same struggles. They don't have your same triumphs. When you up, they may be down and vice versa. But for you to live this one life that you've been blessed with, you're going to need to take your mental health seriously. You only one. We talk about video games. Ain't no one-up mushroom. Ain't no, when I collect 100 coins, ain't no Konami code, up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start. None of that. One life. <clears throat> what you going to do with it? So, I got nothing to say. Man, Monster, you go ahead and follow that up. Bro. He I got said Konami codes. Bro. <laughs> he, put, he put in the vocab on the youngsters. You know what I mean? Konami codes, bro. Like, um, what is that? <laughs> I was like, DB preaching as usual. I, I think to add to that, um, Wait, what did Scarface say? All I have in this world Uh-oh. is my word and my voice. And I don't break them for no one. Come on. I don't break them for no one. All you have in this life is your soul and your reputation. And both of those are tied to mental health. You react a certain way, that's your reputation. You take in certain things, that's your soul. So you have to really figure out, do you want to be a puppet? Or do you want to make the strings? It's really it, bro. It's not complicated. It's not rocket nah. science. See, hold on now. See, y'all y'all stunned a little too hard. Man. I got to say something now. Right, come on. <laughs> See, now y'all got one-liners. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, y'all scripted that. Hot. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, All right, God. let me see. I got one for you. Because <laughs> that was that was amazing. <laughs> I'll just say, you know, when it comes to mental health, and I say this a lot as well, you know, when you get to those dark times, when you, when you get in those insurmountable hypothetical situations, man, you got to, and I quote, look beyond infinity. Say that one more time, man, because I love that. You got to look beyond infinity. When I say that, I mean, you got to look beyond the wall the farthest wall that you picture your mental health going or your life going. <laughs> yes, sir. You got to go beyond that because that can be all that's around us. You live in a fishbowl. You think the other end of the world is the glass. But you got to look beyond that. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Wait. For the people in the back. For the people in the back. Now you know. Say that again. Yeah. You live in a fishbowl. You live in a fishbowl. You're going to think the end of the world 
is the glass that you see right there, right in front of you. That's all you think there is. But you got to look past it, look beyond infinity, look beyond the glass of the fishbowl of your world. And trust you'll find something. Look, pick it up. Pick it up, listeners. You drop dropping knowledge. Pick it up. It's on the ground. Free knowledge. Let's go. <laughs> y'all flatter me. Man, I'm trying to get like y'all big fellas. <laughs> Oh, what Denzel got to say? What Denzel got to say? Oh, I'm, I'm not I doing that. It, I saw it. I I'm love not it. Doing that. I love it. <laughs> now, Mr. Cool Sun, man, enjoy sure. our special guest for me. Of course, a section for you, man, to discuss. But what was the purpose of the inception of CSL, man? I know you mentioned the solitude, you know, and wanting to have something to really breach barriers, breach borders beyond it, you know. But what has it turned into now for you? Beyond conception, beyond origin. Okay, so I'm going. That that sounds like a two-parter to me. Hey. As far as, you know, so let's unpack that. Way back in in 2019, 2020, that type of time when the when the pandemic first started. That is the same, literally. So sophomore year, I applied to be an RA because my RAs were just you know so life-changing for me and I wanted to provide that same experience, right? Mm-hmm. I put in the work, go through all the trials and tribulations. I'm literally sitting there, uh, like I get the, the return letter where they tell you, you know what I'm saying, whether or not you made it. Like I get to the last step. I'm literally sitting there with my mom and at that time, girlfriend about to open this letter. And I'm in front of them and they just see my face drop. It was like, Thank you so much for all of this work that you put in, but we've decided not to accept you at this time. When I tell you that was that hurt, oh my, yeah. so that that broke me down a little bit because I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, I want this so bad, but beyond that, I want it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to help people. I wanted to be able to pass on that same experience that you know what I'm saying I passed on. So for me. That was a very big spiritual undertaking because it's like, God, you know how many times I pray for this and you know that my heart is in the right place. So why am I not receiving the desires of my heart? So that really made me talk to God a lot. And then as a result of that, when the pandemic hit and I was sent home, like right before that, I had gone through the whole process again. But I had, you know, newfound motivation. I'm like, I'm going to do all of this the right way. Because the first time that I got rejected, and it's so crazy, Monsa knows who I'm talking about, but our our dean at the time, who knew me personally, because I lived in the house that she was in every day, she told me, and listeners, y'all are going to want to really put your mind on this. She told me I did not have enough personality. You got it. Y'all censor this, so I'm not going to. I'm not going to do too much. But she had me bleeped up at that moment. <laughs> I don't have personality. I'm going to show you something. So I went back in there all guns blazing. I had a whole little, like, top to bottom ceremony talking about literally this is my why. Like, I have these same pictures of my family. I was showing people, like, this is what drives me. This is who I am at the end of the day. So I, I put in all of that work, going through the RA process again. I get it. I'm successful. And then COVID happens. We go home. I get sent home in March. I'm literally leaving Disney World to go to Louisiana. 
Like, well, let me just pack it up, forget my RA dreams. So then that brings me back. I got to take a step back. Lord, Lord, you know, I've been working on this. And yet again, the desires of my heart are withheld. So if I'm if I'm becoming an RA in order to have an impact on people, I want to create you know, moments and memories that people are going to look back on like, this is something that changed my outlook on life. Mm. I'm thinking, how on earth am I going to do that for my room? I don't have contact with these people. I can't create events. I can't tell them, you know, let's go to T or let's go to uh, TLC now. It used to be Chick-fil-A back in the day. Um, you know what I'm saying? We, we can't just go hang out. So I'm like, how am I going to reach people? How am I going to impact people? And then I have these people in my life that that talk to me, that understand that I have, you know, a certain kind of personality, a certain kind of character. And people are saying over and over again, oh, you need to be a YouTuber. You need to be a content creator. You could really like, you know what I'm saying? Reach people that way. I'm like, hmm. so you're telling me that I could get paid to do what I already do. Mm. I could be getting paid to play the game. Oh, sign me up. They had me hook, line, and sinker in that moment. So, circle of, I say all of that to say, right? This whole story encapsulates to me what Cruel Sun Live means. So, if y'all don't know, I love video games, but I also have a very deep appreciation for anime. Cruel Sun is the, the signature move of my favorite character from the Seven Deadly Sins, Escanor. But to me, that phrase is um, it's a microcosm of a phrase that I've applied to my whole life. <laughs> life may be cruel, but the sun will always rise again. Because I had to believe that for myself. Mm. When I got rejected the first time, when I got accepted, and then the whole world changed, it constantly had me thinking, why, God? Why are these things happening like this? And I had to realize it, it, it happens like that for everybody. We talked about that earlier in terms of understanding our mental health. Everybody has challenges. Everybody has struggles. Life may be cruel, but the sun will always rise again. So that's what that means to me. That really helped me understand, like, even if I'm facing these challenges right now, I know that when I get to the other side of this challenge, somebody is going to recognize the, the struggle that I had to overcome. And that's going to help them in their battle. Mm-hmm. That's what I do it for. So that's how it started. And now this is my biggest investment in myself. Mm-hmm. I look at this like my brand that is, you know, it's, it's my brainchild, essentially. It's, it's beyond getting paid to play video games for me. This is about building community. Mm-hmm. This is about making sure that those only children that are sitting at home thinking, you know, I'm I'm by myself. I have no one in this world. I have no friends. You know, you have us. You have a community that you can belong to. And beyond that, you can make friends doing what you enjoy doing. Because I know now, you know, anime and video games, it's just those are all the rage. Like you're you're cool if you like anime now, if you're hit to one piece, yada yada yada. But back in the day, people really used to get bullied for that shit. Really? When I would be Naruto running down the hallway, really? people would talk that talk. Really? But you know, I had to I had to recognize how can I be the change that I want to see. Mm-hmm. And if I want people to be more accepted 
for liking anime, for liking video games, and for understanding their mental health, I have to be the one to accept people for those things. Mm. And that's where we at today. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> Let that be a lesson, ladies and gentlemen. Your heart's desire will be fulfilled, just not in the way you think it will. Mm-hmm. Because if DB was an RA, he wouldn't have time to do Cruel Sun. Hell, mm-hmm. he might have gave up on it and said being an RA is more important. DB, we talked about this. He'll put stuff in front of him. That was a lesson we talked about that all of us had to learn. is to stop putting stuff in front of ourselves. So the quarantine made you focus on yourself, made you realize, I want to do this. And now you get to support yourself. But you don't have to sacrifice. You get to give back, but you get to enjoy yourself. You're not stressing about who got these fines, who got this. You're not answering anybody. You're your own boss. You run your own thing. You know, already cool and all, but it isn't what you really want. The core was to give back. Now you got to give back and do what you love, which is what everybody wants to do. So all you got to do is keep striving what you want, and you'll get it. Just not in the way you, think you, you, you see it coming. Those are the best ways. But DB kept his faith. Listen, y'all, you got to keep that faith. Right? You may not get the deal how you want it, but you're going to get a deal. You just got to wait. And DB waited and he got a shot in the in one of the worst situations we could imagine during a pandemic. Come on. During a pandemic. So, Come on. That's rare. Right? He did something with his time. Every, every situation you put into, it's up to you whether you're going to make it or not. Even in jail, brothers, you're going to read, you're going to work out, you're going to make sure you don't come back. Do something. Do something. Wherever you are, do something. There is no excuse. If you even got one pencil, start writing. You got one book, keep reading it. Something going to come up on it. That's the difference between the weeks and the option. It's the only difference is what you do with what you got. Man, man. I didn't piggyback off of that. You know what I mean? DB, man, you had your why intact the entire time, you know? To where, I mean, it's in line with this book that I'm reading, man. Um, the Power of Why by Simon Sinek. Um, shout out our boy, Wolf Anthony, man. Um, put me onto it. But it don't matter what you're doing or how you're doing it, man. If you got your why intact, then just like Monta said, the results don't matter. You know, because you're going to be in alignment regardless of what it looks like. You know, so I mean, that's beautiful. Now, from a mental health professional, man, um, from a mental health professional talking to you, you know what I mean? The, uh, like, where? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like, we're talking the CEO, the former CEO, too. Come on, come on, CEO, <laughs> president, man, hello. <laughs> the Supreme <laughs> Chancellor of Chill. Come on. <laughs> people, no, people really come up to me because they think I started that. Like, they think I Word, bro? Me. Nah. Nah. Like, so many people have come up to me over these past two years to say, hey, <laughs> thank you so much for starting Chill. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else, even two, three generations after we got up out of there, is still effective, man. That's incredible. So we gotta ask you, man. You know what I mean? What are some recommendations for our listeners, man? You know what I mean? Whether it be meditations or ways you do deal with your mental health outside of video games, or maybe possibly relaxing or immersive video games, you can recommend, bro. You know what I mean? Just something from you to our listeners, right? So. 
the first thing that I want to remind everybody, and that's that's y'all on this call, that's everybody listening at home, it is so extremely important to take care of yourself and to love yourself first. Because that is going to determine your relationships with literally everyone that you come into contact with. If you sustain a poor relationship with yourself, you are never going to have, you know, the, the love life, the friendships, the, the work relationships, the business partnerships. You're never going to have those things that you want if you're going into them a broken person. Absolutely. So take all of the time possible. Literally, this is this is something else that I say. Like I, um, something that I started doing like sophomore, junior year, I would make a fifteen minute list. It'd be like five to ten things that I'm gonna spend fifteen minutes doing in a day. Because I'm like, if you can't make fifteen minutes for yourself in twenty four hours, you're not living right. Mm. You gotta reprioritize. So yes, lesson one: love yourself. Lesson two: find and utilize. A support system. Yes. Because there, there is no singular person on this earth. You can look at the richest person. You can look at the most talented person. You can look at the fastest, the strongest. There is no person on this earth that you admire that got to where you want to get by themselves. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Mm-hmm. So both of y'all on this call have acted as a support system to me in different capacities. But if I hadn't followed that first rule and said, I love myself enough to not want to go through these challenges in life alone, then I wouldn't have relied on that support system in the way that I have. So those are my two lessons on the outside of video games. Um, video games to play to, to, to kind of calm your nerves. So something that I've noticed about video games Pretty much all video games have a way of raising your blood pressure. If they didn't have some way to impact you emotionally, then they're not, you know, accomplishing anything. So I would say don't look for a game that's not going to have you stressed out. Because if you actually care about it, it's going to stress you out a little bit. But I would say play games that you can immerse yourself in, not to distract yourself from the world, Mm. But to truly tap in with yourself, mm. understand what about this do I enjoy? Do I enjoy character development? Do I enjoy the music? Do I enjoy the art? Mm. And then that is what opens that gateway to all the stuff we were talking about previously. If you have played five your five favorite video games and what you recognize that you like the most about them is the music, you may have a career in music that you never would have tapped into if you didn't follow that love, that that enjoyment mm. of video games. Mm. That's what I love about gaming as a platform. And it, I'm going to tie this into mental health too. So the reason that I got so into mental health and why I combined it with gaming is because mental health is the one thing that no matter where you come from, no matter what you look like, no matter what you got going on in life, mental health is the one thing that everybody on this earth has. Mm. Every single person. There is so much unifying power in mental health and in recognizing the importance of it. So that's why my channel got started for real, to show people how much power you have by caring about yourself and then using that to take care of other people. That will change the world. Mm. That's all I got to say on that. So yeah, play, play, you know, Animal Crossing, you know. I Like, I mainly play 
fighting and shooting games, even though those are like highly competitive, those definitely have me, you know, cussing at the TV, wanting to break the controller. Those are also where I build real genuine bonds with people. That team building, like this is something my, my LB said um, the other day, like when, when you can play a game with somebody, like that's what's really going to test your relationship. Mm. When you think about how many friendships were ended because somebody threw down another draw four and Uno, oh, you're done. Never speak to me again. But when you can overcome that, when you can talk all that shit like I'm about to lap you in Mario Kart and lose and still be friends after that, that's when you go put that friendship to the test. So, yeah, man, play games. Be, have fun. Enjoy life. Play what you want to play. Woo. Boy, yeah. yeah. I on that Mario Kart yeah. Nah, yeah. yeah, DB waxed me. I was messing with him, and he kept saying, bro, try me. And I came into his room, and I said I was rusty. Nah, bro. I wasn't even rusty, bro. I was a whole nail, bro. DB. <laughs> Do I need to get the whiteboard? Do I need to get the document? I told you. The more you fuck around, the more, the more you fight. Right it's an equation. It's going to travel to you. Yes. The more you fuck around, the more you're going to find out. Oh, yeah, it rises, bro. There's an incline. Yes, yeah. I've seen that. Exactly. It was, it was a 187. I wasn't even undercover cop. It was a 187, bro. Oh, yeah. That, he it murdered was first 48. <laughs> He murdered me, bro, in the door, bro. I'll never forget that much. He said, you want to do it again? I can do it again. Oh, <laughs> um, y'all still here, so obviously, man, y'all worked it out. The fucking day, yo. Um, but, yeah, uh, we have reached the last stop on the conversation train. train uh, DB, thank you so much for your wisdom and guidance. Glad to have you on to see that you're doing good. Where can the people find you at and keep tapped in with you? Okay, boom. If you want some more of this hotness, make sure you follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash HTS underscore Cruel Sun Live. That's C-R-U-E-L-S-U-N-L-I-V-E. Also, Cruel Sun Live on YouTube. Well, I mentioned that earlier. Yeah, tap in. Video's coming soon. And so, before we give our summary of the podcast, man, do you have any last words of wisdom that you want to relate to the audience? Um, boom. I'm going to drop a little drop a little last-minute wisdom that my mama gave me. I want to I share with the folks out there. My mama told me, life is about chances and choices. So you better make sure you're making the right one. Amen. Amen. Ah, Amen. Shout out your mother. Shout out your mother. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, shoot. I'll uh, recap the combo for us real quick. So we talked about, in total, our history with video games, our history with mental health, Cruel Sun Live, and the combination of video games with mental health, and overall, how to maintain yourself, how to be honest with yourself, and <clears throat> most importantly, just like DB has said, man, building a strong support system to not only support you, but keep you accountable. It's okay to ask for help. Absolutely. So, well, Lottie and I... And, and Donovan, we, we encourage you to uh, take care of yourself. Protect yourself for you. Wreck yourself. Because mm. toxicity is bad for your health. Yes. So uh, find ways to release stress and 
You know, forget your problems for 30 hours or two. Uh, but find good ways. Because just because it relieves stress doesn't mean it's good. Exactly. Find good, productive, healthy ways. Uh, and stay tuned for the next episode. We will talk in depth about something. Oh, I love something. Uh, I love a good something, too, with extra barbecue sauce. Uh, <laughs> oh, my steak sauce. They won per- personally. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, all right. Uh, well, a lot easier, but anyway. What'd you say? Ranch. That's so crazy. Uh, uh, that's white supremacist talk. You want ranch, bro. <laughs> <laughs> when they start making some black ranch, I want you to eat that. I want you to tell me that's black ranch. Right? It's called, 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 it's for the ancestors. Well, you, yo, 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 chicken. You know what I'm saying? No, <laughs> fluid. I want you to say it's for the ancestors. <laughs> oh, all right, Lottie, yeah, well, well, close this out. <laughs> this oh. has been another episode of Instruction. Oh. You already know the place where the men of today build the structures for the men of tomorrow. <laughs> We love each and every one of y'all. Peace. 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 Oh, shining, baby. Oh.